Hello, I'm Kristen Perisonotto. And I'm Hannah Ferguson, and we're co-founders of Cheek Media Co. This is the Weekly Cheek Podcast. My point is, I think that... What is my point? Hang on, I had the rich whiteies. (laughs) Can I say that? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) This fucking rich guy coming in to play tennis... First, someone fleeing from a war-torn country, most likely a country where the war is like partly Australia's fault. That's why we should compare them. But he's not even allowed in yet. But he's he's been given a significant opportunity to. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> um, we've had a glow up. We over have. the holidays. We yeah. have a new space. You might have noticed you if you're watching. Noticed. We are now fully, fully on video. So you can watch us on IGTV or YouTube. Yep. Um, yeah, tune in there or the regular places, any podcasting platforms. And we are back for 2022 and we're angrier than ever. Than ever. Before we get any further into the podcast, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians and owners of the land that we're on today, which is the Yagra and Turbal people. Um, and we are in Mianjin in Brisbane. Welcome back to the Weekly Cheek. Welcome. I feel like we're on stage. <laughs> I feel like we're on stage too. This light is intense, but I also feel like it's a bit like heavenly. Yes. Like it's giving really like... It's giving angel. It, it, considering how on fire I am in my heart, mm-hmm. that sounded so lame, but you know what I mean? It's like this bright light, Yes. but I'm furious. I love that combo. It is. It's really nice. It's a good combo for you. I'd like to start with a game that I've created for you in secret. Thank you. Okay. Well, it's not in secret that much because, well, essentially today's episode, we're going to be discussing, um, what, I mean, discussing, but debating what's happened so far in 2022, how we're feeling, what we want to do, um, politically more and, and news wise, you know, talking about the election, talking about what's happened the past week with the mass COVID outbreak, but my game for you, <laughs> I think you might be able to figure out what you have to do from the title, Okay. <laughs> which is... Guess which month this X news event happened in okay. of 2021. Okay. Okay. Fun. Yep. So I think you'll be really good at this. It's it's when I was doing a, like I'm, I was making the options last night. I was like, I'm not giving you multiple choice, by the way, you just have to guess the month because there's only 12 options. Okay. Okay. Um, but I was like, it's kind some of them surprised me. I was like, fuck the year was longer than I thought, mm-hmm. but are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. In which month did Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos head into space and unfortunately return? <laughs> Fuck. August. July. Oh, so it. close. I almost went July. Okay. In which month did the container ship become jammed in the Suez Canal? Oh my God. My favorite news story. <laughs> um, May. March. Oh my God. I'm so bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's really hard. Like you can kind of guess the three month period. Yeah. Um, I almost mm. said May then as well. Okay, I'm going to go with my first instinct next time. When did Gladys resign? <sighs> it's October or November. It is one of those. November. October. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> when did Facebook announce they were rebranding to Meta? Ugh. Mm, I have no idea. September? October. Okay. You're doing really well. Thank you. When was Barnaby Joyce sworn in as the Deputy Prime Minister? June? Yes. <sighs> Incredible. Inc- okay, one for me. <laughs> When did Brittany Higgins come forward and tell her story? February? Yes. Yes. Queen. I'm back. In which month did the US com- withdraw from Afghanistan? August? Yes. How, what was, how am I doing this? When was Brittany freed? 
I didn't really follow this news story. Neither. Um, September. November. Okay. Finally, cheek special. (laughs) (laughs) How many months last year did we not post something about Christian Porter? Oh. Following the allegation, sorry. So I'm not talking about January. Okay. One. The answer is zero. (laughs) 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 Christian every single month. Fuck with. I actually got some feedback this week or this month from um, someone who has been following us. And one of the things she said was like, you were the only um, media outlet that I followed who did not stop talking about Porter. Um, But like, I think that obviously, you know, where we get our news from, like when we're talking about the Guardian, ABC, like the places that we source news from, they kept up obviously. Mm. But I think in terms of the more social commentary platforms, what I found surprising when we were talking about Porter last year was that every time something came up, I was very like, I really want to post about this, Mm -hmm. Um, even though I'm pretty sure that no one cares anymore. Like I continuously thought, oh, we're losing momentum. Like no one's going to care about the million dollars. Like no one's going to care about these new documents that have come out. No one's going to care about the defamation case. But people did. Yeah. It never lost its its track and its yeah. momentum, I felt. Like, people were fucking unhappy for months and months and months. And I was kind of shocked by that because I kept expecting it to fade out. Yeah, no, I think people always cared. And I think, think particularly because this was, like, the year of Australia's Me Too as yeah. well is why. Like, people like Grace Tame, um, Brittany Higgins, obviously. Those... Though, like, that type of commentary has made sure that it is in the public eye. And there was absolutely no way that he could have won the election no. again, which is why he resigned, obviously. Absolutely. Um, but also I wish that he hasn't, hadn't resigned because now I think that there is a chance that a new lib could win the seat. But I don't know, like, WA. I don't know enough about WA. I mean, we know what happened in their state election. Yeah, well, but, but this is, again, it's, I find it really confusing because – we know what happened in Queensland. Queensland has a very strong state Labor right. government. And then right. last federal election, it was literally our fault yeah. that the but Liberals were, got back in. But that was due to a lot of, like, the minor parties. Yeah. The Catters, Palmer. I didn't want to talk about Palmer on this podcast. So it's an election year. It is. Does that mean something to everyone? I don't know. I think Not it really. does. I think that especially right now, if it wasn't an election year, I would be feeling terrified. Yeah, definitely more despair. Yeah. Yeah. But I I think that, I think, and you know, this is a sad reality for me, but I think up until this point, I've constantly felt afraid that despite it all, the Liberal government, we voted back in, Mm -hmm. right? But I don't think that anymore. Yeah. I'm getting more and more confident because the more times he fucks up, the more I'm like, how, right? Mm -hmm. And it's sad that without what's happening right now in the past week that I thought he could get back in. But I think now the fact of the matter is we can't turn this around, this outbreak, right? We're not going to. We're just going – it is the let it rip approach that we're taking. Mm -hmm. And I don't really want to get into that. I don't really want to get into what my particular views are or how I'm feeling. But I think the point is he has to call this election before May, People, we we are not going to move into a better position by then. Well, the chief health officer in Queensland thinks that we are. I mean, we're going to peak in like five weeks, they reckon, right? In terms of the worst part. But my view is, in terms of the health system, in terms of people's individual health, I think in terms of the economy, this will send a wave that will last of anger and emotion towards this government until May. Yeah, particularly towards um, – because I don't know if you saw, there was a news article that came out on the ABC this week. A 
New South Wales nurse has resigned and like went to the media about it and just said basically like what they're asking of us is unreasonable and ridiculous. And obviously it's much worse in New South Wales than it is here in Queensland. Um, But in time, we'll see that impact upon every hospital. Yeah. And I was reading this article in The Guardian this week that came out that was from like an anonymous Sydney paramedic who was um, basically saying like the article title, I think, was words to the effect of um, where used to be treated as an Uber service. But it's 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 worse now than ever because so many people are calling them because they're like, I want a PCR test. I'm expressing symptoms, but I'm not going to go and line up. I don't have a car and I'll have to wait for hours. But if I go in the ambulance. Oh, my God. There are people who when they like there have been reports of people who call ambulances when they get a positive test back symptomatic or not symptomatic these people and like like one of my friends is a paramedic and i can't even imagine i can't even begin to imagine how awful it is but like without the outbreak Mm. there was 14 hour days quite regularly because it is the kind of shift work where you do 12 and if you get a call at 11 and a half hours you go to it it could be 14 and obviously like i i cannot even begin to imagine how frontline workers feel right now like i am so distressed and Mm. anxious about getting the virus about being near people who've had it about worrying about friends and family about traveling about how to get a pcr test and it's it's very selfish things i'm worried about will i better go home for christmas will i better get it back across the border all these things and yet i'm like fucking shut up hannah Mm. you have no idea yeah how it would feel to be a contact tracer mm-hmm. or someone who's processing the test, a pathologist, right? People working in hospitals, paramedics. Like I have no fucking clue. Or even small businesses who have literally to shut down because their staff can't work. Yeah. And you know what? None of these people are like, fuck, I wish I got a little clap at six o'clock every evening from the whole country. <laughs> They're like, I want money. Mm-hmm. I want time off. I want to work in a normal environment that's res- where my role is respected, my time is respected, and my energy is respected. I think the least we could do is have a government that respects them enough to put processes in place and plan ahead and to have a population that's respectful enough to not do shit like that. Yeah, exactly. It is really, it does really bring out the worst in people. And like I had a moment at, um, on one day I went to a few days ago, the chemist and the supermarket, mm-hmm. and there were so many empty shelves. And I, after looking into it further, there is actually one of the reasons that the supermarket shelves are empty is because of freight issues. Cause yeah. I thought it was like people panic buying again. Cause I went down the toilet paper aisle and it was like empty and I was like, Oh Here no. We go. Um, but yeah, because of uh, transport workers and the hoops they've had to jump through for testing and things like that, there are just supply chain issues yeah. everywhere. Um, but also the chemists, like there were, huge parts of the shelves that were bare, which was really alarming. I think that people are, yeah, it's supply issues, but it's also people who are like, well, I'm going to get it. So I may as well have all this shit at home, Mm -hmm. which to an extent I get because we are right. That's, that's fact. But I think it's funny. Like, and I think one of the key questions when we are talking about what's happening right now, which I think is a fair question to always be asking is, well, what would you do differently? Because I think that the thing that's different, well, at least for me is different between how this country is feeling now and how it's feeling six months ago, at least in my mind is before it was a matter of, well, are you pro lockdown or are you against lockdowns? Are you pro vaccine? Are you against vaccines? But I feel like the climate and the stress now is part of the reason is one, 
every person I come into contact with, we have to have a discussion about what's going on right now. Yeah. You cannot go anywhere without fucking talking to someone about it. I'm so about over it. it too. I'm so over it too. <laughs> but I think the thing is, is that because things are getting way, way more complex, people have different views on like a hundred different topics about this. Yeah. It's how you feel about the supply of rapid antigen tests. It's how you feel about the delays. It's how you feel about the border rules. It's how you feel about mask mandates or let it rip or, but there's like, a, such a variety of opinion mm-hmm. that even people that I totally agree with in in every other political sense, and this isn't a this you you wouldn't think that a global pandemic would necessarily be a political issue, but at the end of the day, it is, it is right. Yeah. Um, and I think the thing is that even people that I really politically and socially align with are coming out and saying things that I'm like, what the fuck? Kind of like um, I was having this discussion with a friend last night. Someone was saying something like, and again, I'm not a scientist. I fucking have no medical knowledge. But someone was saying, you know, a lot of people have come to this conclusion now that it's here. Like, oh, well, I just want to get it and get it over with. Yeah. What do you mean? Haven't we proven time and time again that herd immunity is not really... But also you can catch it again. No, that's that's my point. It's not... You're not a one and done thing. Obviously... Over years, this will become like our bodies will fight and fight and fight, and it will not become such a, um, it will not become a virus that affects us in such a way, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I'm like, we've been watching the world struggle with this for years and then we're getting it here and there's these ideas in our mind and a lot of people just like oh, that's how I see it. And it's like, what do you mean that's how you see it? There is, I mean, I think that in this day and age, there is a like, I feel like comments like, that like oh that's just the way i see it that's just my opinion Mm. they're becoming less and less acceptable yes in this day and age but i feel like people are just throwing these lines out and i'm like hello like i know that we've been in like relatively a pretty safe and healthy bubble for the past two years but it's just strange to me because i think we've gone from responding as one of the one of the countries responding to this best in the world to being fucking pack of losers yeah (laughs) it's really really sort of sad to watch this demise Mm -hmm. and not that i think that we should necessarily shut up and you know all lock up again but i think that one of the most toxic things is the inability for state and federal level to agree and make constructive decisions and make moves and it's definitely i'm blaming more the federal government mm-hmm. but but that's because we live in queensland yes if we're in new south wales i'm an and i'm pro anastasia sorry to all the people in new south wales that think she's evil for closing the border for so long but then even now like people are saying because of because I don't know. There seems to be some conflicting evidence whether or not, because um, I saw a statement that was like, if even if Queensland's borders stayed shut, we'd still see these cases now. I don't know enough about it, but I do find it a bit hard to believe. I do find that a bit hard to believe because the evidence doesn't show that at exactly, all. Exactly, because we didn't have it this whole time. But then again, but, if she hadn't opened the borders, I think she would have lost a lot of voters. Yes, but also like there are so many people who, like the whole, when we had um solid what do you what do you call it like hard borders with new south wales there was so much pushback on that yeah from both sides but now that like the public's perception is that new south wales has like given us this virus it's like well can we close the borders yes and i just feel like there are a few things that and you know how perite today as we're recording this has or maybe yesterday um put more restrictions and put restrictions back in place now on like things like elective surgeries and stuff like that and I just find, and I know that it's evol- ever evolving and blah, 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 but I just find it really fucking annoying to say the least that he was like, oh, no masks anymore. Tee hee, let it rip. And now it's like no elective surgeries. Well, this is the thing. It's, it's like, like why are you clubs? going weirdly backwards? Yeah. But, th- but this is the thing is that I think that 
as much as I'm not going to argue in favor of Gladys Berejiklian, she was more focused on health than Perrottet is. He's more focused on the economy. But actually, we're seeing the same drop Mm. as we were in a lockdown state. Yeah. Right? And I think that it's funny that it's like nightclubs. Go for it. Yeah. Elective surgery. No, thanks. No. And this is the thing. Again, we're getting into exactly what we're talking about. We don't like, which is just chatting about the nitty gritty of it. And and again, I think the tiring part is, is that it used to be, oh, you're pro-vax or you're pro-lockdown or whatever. Actually, I have a quote. Sorry. No, go on. The did you know the Northern Territory lock had a lockdown for anti uh, for unvaccinated? They're calling it a lockout too. Spicy. So in the Northern Territory, there is a brief lockdown going on, um, just for a couple of days that only affects unvaccinated people. Mm. Um, and what are your thoughts on that? I actually don't know. And I, I, I find that surprising because usually even if I don't know, I'm like, well, I don't think this. <laughs> and I think it is hard to say I don't know. But I've, uh, I have struggled with the lockout system of unvaccinated people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it's, and I think that, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where I sit. The, the issue with that I have with it is that it does unfortunately fuel a fire yeah. from the anti-vax movement um, because like in Queensland, obviously we do have different rules for vaccinated and unvaccinated people and there are things that they can't do, but there are lots of things they can do. Mm. Like they can go to the gym, for example. They can go to like any kind of essential shops. Yeah. There's just a few places they can't go and things like if they if there's an un, un, if there's an unvaccinated person at a wedding, there's not allowed to be as many people, blah blah blah. And so I don't really think that like I don't think there's that much fuel in the argument that it's impinging on their human rights because it's like there's so much stuff you can still do. Yeah, but it's it's still, it is still limiting something. It is. But, and I'm not, I'm not here to argue for the unvaccinated because... We don't do that here. We don't do that here. I have no... But I think, again, I think you're right. But at the same time, and I, this is obviously a personal anecdote, it's not research and it's not based in any true evidence, but I feel that since Queensland introduced those new rules and restrictions for the unvaccinated, I've heard a lot of stories of people who just like, and this is the demographic generally younger men who haven't done it because they've questioned it, Mm -hmm. but then they needed to, and they wanted to go to the pub. So they went out and got it. And I'm like, how strong was your moral standpoint? If you just wanted to go get a schnitty. Exactly. Which was the whole point of the restrict that restriction. Exactly. So it was effective. But it wasn't. And that's what I think is like, it probably would boost our vax rates 5%. Yeah. And, th- and I think, like, that's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. If I was the Premier, I don't know what I would do. But mm. I understand it. I think it has been surprisingly effective at getting the boosting our percentage. And I think that everyone should be vaccinated. Yeah. That's my standpoint. I don't know how I feel about people not being allowed to go and see a movie because they're not. But I also... A movie, though. You're in an enclosed space for a long time. No, I know. I Like, I know, but... I, I really don't know. I'm all for it. I mean, maybe not the NT one. I'm not sure about that one. The thing that my resistance to the what the NT is doing is based on how, like, I've been very, like, I've been following what they've done this whole pandemic and they're a bit, just a bit fucked up there. Like, I think that 
and I agree with you, I, I think the issue and what it's steeped in for me, I, I don't really necessarily care if I go to a restaurant and I don't have to wear a mask because all people are vaccinated. Fuck yeah, right? Lo- I went to Google the other day and I was like, yes, everyone here is vaccinated. We are all sitting without masks because we're seated at an open-air venue. Mm-hmm. Lovely. And I like the fact that no one here, you know, like part of me is that socially and values-wise I don't align with these people. Yeah. Right? But that's not the reason to not be near them in a restaurant. But unvaccination. I mean, it is if they have COVID. <laughs> yes, it is. My point is I think that – what is my point? Hang on, I had it. The issue and the hard thing is that there are so many people who are vulnerable to the anti-vax propaganda. Yes. And that's like an element that has not been addressed properly, but I don't know how it would be addressed. I don't know how, because the more that you try and educate, the more that they push against. And I think that, and not being, um, being susceptible to this propaganda or being like, that's not it for me. It's not like, Oh, well I'll sit with you in a restaurant and catch COVID from you because you're susceptible. Oh, but I think at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of complex issues here. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm not saying that that's why you should or shouldn't bring in a rule like this. I understand the purpose of the rule for public health. And I, I do support it. Um, because I'm vaccinated and mm-hmm. everyone I know is vaccinated. But I also understand that it drives huge wedges between families. It's causing, like, it's just... I just, I don't care about that, to be honest. No, and I, I get that. Like, deep down, I, like, yeah, in my private little head, I'm very <laughs> aggressively, but I think on a public forum and a public stage, it, it is hard for me to flat out say, I think those fucking people shouldn't be allowed to go out. Like, do you know what I mean? And I know you're I saying they I are. I don't think it's hard for me. It's not hard oh, I to just, say that. I just think I'm too, oh... But I also don't – I don't have sympathies for these people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, fucking – you should have seen my tweets about Novak this week. Fucking go back. Yeah. You know? Go back. I don't have back. time for that. Yeah. But it's like I find these particular rules difficult to navigate in my in my little moral compass. Yeah. I don't. Also, I am a big like – I I don't mm, – I have a weird relationship with the rules because I like to know the rules. But if it's a stupid rule, I don't like to follow the rules. But generally, I'm a rule follower. And I just feel that in this instant, like, it is the rules. So, like, fucking get vaccinated. It's the rules. It's the rules. Although I did get rejected. Um, I got refused entry at a restaurant the other night because I only have a physical vaccination card. Yeah, why can't you get it on your phone? you got to do that, Queen. It's because my Medicare card has expired and oh. it takes like 400 years to send a new one. That's really interesting. I did see your card. Yeah, no, it's fucking annoying. I think that's one of the – again, that's a logistical issue. Yeah. Right? But also, like, I was just like, okay, cool, and I went to the restaurant next door. Yeah, and it was like this. Yeah. But I get it because – like, and this is the other thing is that the biggest problem I have is poor – the poor people, the poor businesses who have to fucking fight the anti-vaxxers every time they try to open when they're refused entry. I know. Oh, it's awful. The people who have to carry out these rules. I feel so sorry for people in Me the too. service industry. Particularly because they're often frontline workers, yeah. often they're casual workers, they've probably been exploited. And a lot of the time they're like, and a lot of the time these people are, you know, 15 years old yeah. and they're getting abused by some 40 year old man who's talking about Joe Rogan. Exactly. <laughs> like- exactly. Well, that's how, like, I know the person who had to tell me, like, you can't stay, felt really bad about it. Yeah. And he was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, you, I, you didn't make the rules. And also, like, <laughs> I am vaccinated. So it's like, I, I get uh, good to know what you do in these instances. Exactly. Well, it's like, because apparently forgery of the physical yeah. vaccine cards is that, which, like, of course it is. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about Novak? Sure. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I hated him already. <laughs> I just... 
I find it funny that it's this whole administrative shit, right? And this is funny because this is totally contradictory of my other view. Like what I was just talking about. But <laughs> funny. <laughs> I saw this tweet the other day and I think it was by a comedian or a, a comedian journalist, I think. And it was like, if I were Novak, I probably would have just got the safe vaccine um, to treat me and, and protect me against the uh, coronavirus and then collected my millions for tennis instead of doing <laughs> all this fucking shit. <laughs> and I just think like, I think that someone like Novak is the poster boy for like the anti-vaccine movement, even though it's still not that clear whether like he hasn't had it clearly the vaccine. Yeah. Um, but for a long time it wasn't clear, mm -hmm. but it's just like the fact that someone who's a fucking millionaire sports player is the poster boy for the anti-vaccination movement at the moment is just yeah. fucked to me. It is. It's I, th I think that this issue is like laced with like so much problematic shit. Yes. And we do disagree on some bits. Do you want to go for it? So like, I think there's a lot of issues with this whole thing. Cause like, there has been a bit of a line of thinking when he like we heard the news that he had this exemption people mm -hmm. were like oh well it's not a real exemption like some dodgy serbian doctor gave it to him i think that is like laced with Racist racism and classism yeah. not even undertones blatant exactly and yeah. i think that's like really problematic of you to say um i mean we don't we don't know anything about his medical status also, obviously i think there's a lot of uh commentary that i saw that was like you know how could um, a fit young person have a medical exemption. And I was exactly. like, that's laced with problematic content as yeah, well. Like ableism. That is ableism. Like we yeah. are like, that is not what we're here to talk about. Exactly. Especially cause pe and when people are like, Oh, but he's like the best tennis player. So he can't, so he can't have any exactly. problems with his and health. Like everything. This is not actually about him, whether or not he has a real medical mm. Um, issue like it's just that that line of talking and that line of commentary is problematic generally because there are yeah. a lot of like invisible disabilities yeah I, I also think that about 40 percent of this is more Australians trying to bring down a tall poppy yeah for sure um and we I think that he didn't like him well that's the thing he's a massive wanker and yeah. I think that that's actually half of it yeah right exactly if this was like someone we liked if this was like Naomi Osaka mm. if this was I mean actually no because Australia's fucking racist so yeah. let's not get into that <laughs> but if there was a white if it was Federer, American yeah <laughs> yes yeah. true because everyone loves him yeah if it was Federer and actually Nadal's come out and supported us. Interesting. Yeah. If it was Federer, I think that we'd be having a totally different conversation. Yes. And I think that, that signals that maybe it's more about the person, than the principle for a lot of us. Mm. But I think what the problem is, the key problem, there's two. One, we don't like him. Yep. And his messaging is fucking shit. Mm -hmm. Right. Two. Rules are rules. <laughs> 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 yeah it i mean it is really tough when um things like this when like squat does something that we agree with but like the way he goes about it is really fucked well i just think that he's actually seen this as an opportunity because he's yeah he's had this delayed heard what the public's thought and yeah. then been able to get up and be like well the rules are rules exactly. thinking we'd all be like you get him scott exactly and everyone's like why don't you fuck off too yeah, exactly. <laughs> both of you leave if rules are rules you're gone you're gone um so a lot of people there's been a lot of commentary about um like because Djokovic went into this like you know apparently like shitty hotel and then and now there's a lot of commentary and people saying oh well that's what that's where refugees and people seeking asylum have been locked in Australia for like eight years yeah and the line of talk has been like oh I hope this shines a light on Australia's fucked up immigration policies <sighs> I have a problem with this line of talk mm. 
because I just uh, like I get what they're trying to say. It just makes me really angry because this is so different. Like it's nothing like it. Okay. So we have had this discussion and we're like, we'll save it for the pod because one, it gets out of hand really quickly when we're on message and I'm like, we can't do this. It's very toxic. (laughs) I'm always like, I'm really angry, but it's at a keyboard and it's not good. (laughs) I think the thing is, is that you actually, I believe that your points that are against making the comparison are the same points as the comparison. Does that make sense? Like you're saying but he's not trying to live here. No, he's not fleeing persecution. But it's about, no, 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 no. I know. But it's about the fact that people from overseas have tried to enter this country and just be free in the country, right? They've tried to cross through the border, pass through the border and be granted a visa, different visas, mm-hmm. ones to live and, 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 and flee persecution. And it's, you know, fleeing war. And it might be by boat, it might be by plane. The majority become by plane, right? But it's the difference between the number one, I don't know if he's number one, I don't know things about tennis, the number one tennis player in the world flying first class into Australia and expecting to get in and being refused on an administrative basis and then getting a federal court hearing within days versus people staying in the same hotel who've been locked there for nine years and they were fleeing war and they are literally like, please, could I have a life? And we're like, we will punish you for trying to have a life here in this country because you want to be here. I get that. I just don't think it's like, so the the thing that we got stuck on the other day Mm. when we were talking about this is I was like, it's not, I was like, everyone knows that he is a millionaire and he has money for a lawyer. Like that's not like crazy news. And people who flee persecution and are seeking asylum in this country and don't have money for a lawyer. I know you're just saying it's obvious to why I'm making the comparison, but my counter to that is if this is an opportunity to shed light on it and regardless of whether it's necessarily going to do anything that productive, Mm -hmm. but it means that people have the conversation. What's wrong with that? Yeah. I just like, do we really need this example to talk about the, our fucked up refugee policy? This is what I'm saying. We will talk about it. Right. But if other people talk about it all the time, but other people need the hint. I just don't think that, uh, I don't know. But for me, right, if it means that people that like tennis, which are the rich whiteies, (laughs) can I say that? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) If they see this and they're the ones in the North Shore of Sydney that have their own fucking private tennis courts, see this on the news and read the article and it does even bring up the conversation, right? Isn't that something? That's my view on it. I don't think it will though. But But do you know the other thing? And I know that like... Okay, I'm just going to talk about the public perception because I know that there was like a problem and the reason he didn't get in is because of the wrong visa was applied for, blah, blah, blah. But the, the perception right now is that Novak didn't get vaccinated, therefore not allowed into Australia, right? What? So he's breaking the rules. Refugees and people seeking asylum have a right to seek asylum in this country. That's the point. This is what I mean. We are agreeing. I don't think – I just – I. The, I don't know. You're don't saying, know you're just, saying that because so it's like, different, they shouldn't compare them, right? That's I, what, d- I just don't think it's comparable at all. I think it is. This fucking rich guy coming in to play tennis versus someone fleeing from a war-torn country, most likely a country where the war is like partly Australia's fault. That's why we should compare them. But he's not even allowed in yet. 
but he's he's been given a significant opportunity to. But a lot of the times there are, okay, I probably shouldn't speak like an expert on this, but there have been, look, if he was released straight into the community immediately, if he were like, if Scott Morrison was like, whoopsie daisies, don't worry about it, you off you go to your tennis. I feel like that would be an interesting, I feel like that would be a better comparison to make. But I see. All he has is a hearing. Like there are plenty of um, refugees, people seeking asylum who have been through these fucking systems only but for it to equal nothing. It's about the speed. It's about the coverage, and it's also about the fact that he thinks that, like, get me out of it. Like, like, sir, like, there's all these headlines, like Serbia demands Djokovic be taken to a better hotel, and there's all this. There's yeah, fucking this, Afghanistan isn't, isn't doing that for their refugees. It's the imagery for people of him sharing the same hotel, and that's a bit fucked up. I just don't think it's going to click with anyone who it didn't click for already. I think it will. You think the rich whiteies will care? Stop no, caring okay, about refugees. Sorry, I don't think. Sorry, I think. Any opportunity to have the conversation is something. But I just, I guess part of it is my frustration that like there have been so many people that I speak to and read about who are talking about this shit every single fucking day. And they're fucking frustrated too. Yeah, but nobody cares. I know. So any opportunity for them to care is important. Yeah, I know we're talking about the same thing. But but we are. We are actually agreeing deep down. I think the difference being we care every day. Maybe we don't. Some days I care about another issue more. Mm. Do you know know what I mean? Some days I'm like, fuck, we're all going to die. The planet's warming up. And then other days I'm like, fuck, people have been locked in detention for years. And it's really hard to pick one because each day, oh, fuck. And it's every single day there's something, Mm. right? So any opportunity for an issue to take the spotlight and start any conversation because these headlines have started at least one. Yeah. And one is more than none. And at the end of the day, I'm like, I get that it's not the greatest comparison, but it's something. And if someone's having the conversation, that's better than not. That's my view. So this year, 2022. Election year queens. Get excited. Queens, kings, and... If you don't identify as a royal because monarchy is fucked. (laughs) I was going to say, and gender (laughs) non-conforming. Royalty. Do they have a word for that? My lieges. No, <laughs> because the monarchy's fucked. Yeah, sure. Um, what a lovely note to leave on. Yeah, so get involved with the election. Start talking about it. We're going to be talking about it a lot. We Don't are. I'm so sorry. If, I know, because the thing is, all our followers are the ones who are on board. Exactly. So it's like sometimes it can feel like we're just shouting into an echo chamber that already agrees and is already voting accordingly. But but there's more you can do than vote. And I sound like a breaking record. I hope I that... that everything we do is cause for conversation. Yes. That's what the aim is, I think. Exactly. For someone who doesn't follow us. Yes. Volunteer for a candidate you believe in. Yes. Sign up to a party or don't. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) If you didn't find us completely insufferable, come back next Wednesday for a new episode. You can also find us on Instagram at cheekmediaco or online at cheekmedia.com.au. Yes. That's the one. That's the one.